Welcome to the Committed to Becoming podcast. I am your host, Heidi Carter. I am a member of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, as well as a certified life coach. I teach you tools that when used in tandem with your gospel knowledge, you become the person you have the potential of becoming. The only thing that is holding you back from being the you you know you can be is not knowing your agency over your mind. There is a pattern and it matters. Let me teach you. President Nelson pleads for us to increase our spiritual capacity. What is spirituality? David O. McKay defines spirituality as our true aim, the consciousness of victory over self. If we need to become victorious over ourselves, we understand that there are opposing forces working simultaneously inside of us, that we are dual beings. Humans consist of our natural man and our spirits. There has been and always will be a fight that is going on inside of us, but without adding the consciousness part to become victorious, this war is happening subconsciously. When we are unknowingly fighting this war, we will be feeling defeated and not even know why. We notice these defeats in our daily conscious life as a reduced sense of self-confidence, a reduced sense of happiness and joy, and a reduction of faith and testimony. All feelings are from inside of us. So either positive or negative, our feelings are helping us know what is happening on this war front. We are all spiritual beings first, and every person has an innate desire to align our lives to that truth. But this is a quiet request, an inner desire that takes time and effort to increase its pull in our lives. And those people who do not know that plan of salvation, that we are spirits before we came here, and that same spirit is housed inside of our bodies, will not even know to question the overpowering loud demands our natural man declares. It will feel like that is who they are because these demands come subconsciously. But when we align our everyday actions to be ones we are choosing consciously and purposefully, only then are we actually free. The greatest irony of what some people today are calling freedom is if we are giving into every urge, every appetite and indulgence, we are actually not free at all. We are being subject to our human frailties and not remembering the true reason why we are here. True power is in constraint. Constraining our lives to align to our true spiritual desires and purpose of this earthly existence. We may feel unhappy because we're not in line with truth. Some negative feelings come as a way to recognize that we are losing the fight inside of ourselves. Feelings are a gift from God. They help us know what is happening in our minds. It may seem that being spiritual is becoming harder to do because we live in a world that has been designed to have compelling solutions for our negative feelings, and we can feel they're an external answer for our internal battle. battle. The distractions and indulgences and addictions of this world 
help us in the moment, but immediately after using them, we are left empty and wanting for more. The more and more we use these ways to address our feelings, the bigger the true problem gets. Thus, we are in a vicious cycle of pain, urge, reward. Pain, urge, reward. We will never overcome the symptoms of an inner war if we don't look for the true cause and solve for that. I can see the truthfulness of this in my own life. I had found myself living my life on autopilot. I wasn't being conscious of why I was doing anything. I was reacting to life. When I felt negative feelings, I would choose to try and see what outside of me would be the reason why I was feeling so terrible. I believed that there must be an external reason for my misery. I would distract myself from my pain and indulge in distraction and consumption. I would spend many days filled with giving into urges and unconscious habits. When I felt overwhelmed or bored, I would eat something yummy to distract me. If I was feeling lonely or bored, or even just because of an unconscious habit, or an alert or a notification caught my attention, I had an instantly gratifying distraction right in my pocket, a smartphone. I would numbingly scroll through social media, online shop, play games, watch a YouTube video, binge watch Netflix, and so on. It was my habit to be consuming my life and my time away through distraction and reaction. I kept on trying to change my external circumstances without any true change to my internal problems. One statement changed all of this for me. It was this. Thoughts create my feelings 100% of the time. And thoughts are something I have 100% agency over. If I become conscious and aware of these thoughts instead of reacting or distracting myself from the feelings they were creating. I learned the truth that I was the only one to blame for my misery. And this was the best news ever. I was the problem, and that meant that I could also be the solution. What really helped me was to become more educated on how the human mind actually works. I learned about how our human mind is programmed for survival. It has its own motivations it follows without us ever needing to be conscious. It follows the motivational triad, which is this. 1. Seek pleasure. 2. Avoid pain. And 3. Be efficient. It really helped me to understand what I was needing to become victorious over weren't character flaws of me personally. I wasn't personally lazy. I wasn't personally defiant. It wasn't just me. This is the same issue every human has. And this is the design of the plan of progression for all of us. I was having feelings of defeat because my true desire and purpose of this life is to increase in spirituality and I was drowning out its desires with the distractions of the world. I was blaming my circumstances for why I was feeling so bad, but in all actuality, 
The feelings of defeat were a saving grace my spirit was sending to me. When I had the discomfort of emotions, I was doing what so many of us do, which is instantly gratify our human desire to avoid pain and to seek pleasure efficiently. This is easier now than ever before. The second we feel an urge, which also feels negative, we can give into it what we know will take it away. That's the truly robbing, unintentional consequence of today's advancements of ease and comfort. We aren't allowing ourselves to get to the root cause of our turmoil inside of us because our distractions are truly effective as being the solutions, as long as we always rely on them, which then turns into a dependency on it as our, own, as our coping mechanism. So I was excited to evaluate my life to see where I was allowing my primitive mind to call the shots and where I was proactively being conscious and having my spirit in charge. What I personally chose to do is increase, to increase my consciousness and awareness was to become curious about the whys of what I was choosing all throughout my day. Why did I do the things and why did I not do the things? I really got to know myself. I tried to look at every detail of my habits and subconscious choices. What I noticed was that a very large majority of why I was doing the things was because of external circumstances, a reaction to what life was needing from me. I wasn't living my life. It was living me. I wasn't using my gift of agency to create my life. Living life this way didn't really require consciousness at all, especially because any time I felt a negative feeling, I would just choose one of my favorite cover-ups to distract it away. I was blind to the true reasons I was feeling defeated and unhappy. I was only going through the motions of the spiritual things in my life. I wasn't having consciousness at all. This came, can happen to all of us if we aren't willing to do the work of choosing consciousness and proactive, deliberate living. I had to choose to put the things of this world to the side to allow myself to see what, my, what are my true motivations and intent. The church's new youth program will be changing to one that is about setting personal goals in the areas of spiritual, emotional, social, and intellectual. But we all will benefit if we do this as well. If we choose our goals with our spirits at the helm, this will be a true system of increasing spirituality. When goals are determined, we are being future-focused. The primitive mind does not do this. The spirit does. Our humanness is only interested in what feels good in the moment. Our spirits are what has our best interests in mind. Goals are an opportunity to say you're going to do something and then honor your word to yourself only because you said you would. You establish a relationship with yourself where you have so much confidence in yourself and so much trust in yourself. This is spirituality. This is consciousness of victory over self. 
So we have to be in tune with our spirit and the Holy Ghost to make plans and execute them no matter what. Here are the very simple steps on goal setting. Make a plan to produce results because a goal without a plan is just a wish. Make sure it's a very specific plan. Even put these broken down steps in a calendar with a notification. You all know that our brains love to have a little ding to draw our focus to what's important. Now, follow your plan with exactness and without delay. To be committed to something, you don't allow room for excuses, doubt, or any justifications. This is an obstacle that will inevitably come because we are human as well as a spirit. So write down strategies to overcome that natural side to you. When I write down my goals, I remind myself that I may not want to do this when the time comes. My brain wants to be efficient, avoid pain, and seek pleasure. What is the most efficient thing to do? Nothing. To do nothing. And the advancements of today have really helped doing nothing seem very productive. We can be busy all day yet accomplish nothing or have no real results to show. We also need to keep our covenants to have the spirit to always be with us. We will be able to notice and then act on promptings that weren't created from ourselves because we have increased our consciousness. We will know these things are from God because everything that entices to do good is from him. We then need to follow these with exactness and at the exact time we receive those impressions. This is actually what is happening when we create our own goals with our spirits at the helm as well. The Holy Ghost speaks to us through our spirit. And when we don't have earthly motivations driving our goals, we are following Heavenly Father's personal plan for us. When we commit to follow our own goals... God will see us as someone he can use to instrument his plans. We will already be in the habit of following through and will be able to be used for an even greater purpose. I have seen a difference in my life now that I choose to plan each day spiritually the night before by writing down my daily goals and then I have something I can be committed to follow. I write what I will do and remind myself what I will choose not to do. In the past, I was afraid to fail, so I wouldn't even make goals. This was just failing beforehand and on purpose. I reminded myself that my mind will give me suggestions of doubt, give me plenty of reasons why doing hard things isn't worth it. I understand that this is because of the human mind and how it was recreated, and I have the spiritual power to be conscious of my choice in the matter. Every time my mind suggests to not follow through with the work needed to fulfill my goals, I have the agency to no longer consider doing things that don't support my commitment to increasing my spiritual capacity. We are spiritual beings having a human experience, not the other way around. We have an inner desire and pull that will guide us to the proper actions if we stay committed to our spiritual goals and realize 
that urges will come to give in to the easiness of today's temptations. But we have the strength to not give in. We can believe hard in our ability to act spiritually and commit to not quit. God knew that we would have this inner turmoil inside of us and wants to give us direction on how to become victorious and choose the spiritual over the indulgent natural man. Here are a few of those things we have been taught on how to build our spiritual capacity and why we should do them to fight the war inside of us and be victorious. Fasting. This helps us to get in tune with our spiritual senses. We can choose to do this not only with food, but anything else we feel an urge to do. When we fast from something, we show our bodies who is in charge. Our spirits. The overwhelming desire and urge to eat is just that, a feeling. It feels like something we have to give in to. When we allow those feelings to flow through us, we realize that our bodies cannot eat or do anything by themselves. It has the ability to urge us to do something, but we have to use our agency to ultimately choose to give in. The urge is not what makes us give in to our body's appetites. It's a decision we have to make to give in to them. This is usually a fight that is happening subconsciously and may feel like we are not truly in control. But when we increase our spiritual capacity, that is when this will be happening consciously. We no longer are using pure willpower. We will consciously delight in the strength and capacity of our spirits and prove it to our bodies. Daily Scripture Study and Prayer If we think of our spiritual capacity as spiritual muscles, we know that if we do not use our muscles, they atrophy, they weaken. This is true with spiritual things. Our minds are created to be efficient. So if we commit to the daily practices and not give in, accept the primitive mind's excuses and justifications, soon we'll have it be a new habit and a way to increase our spiritual capacity. When done for the right reasons, we will come to understand what we truly have. We have the word of God at our fingertips and the ability to commune with the infinite. When we are truly conscious, we will desire this daily practice because we will not be doing these things to merely check it off the list of things to do, but truly enjoy reading the scriptures to have clarity of how to align our daily actions with truth. Weekly partaking of the sacrament. This is such an amazing gift. We can just go through the actions of taking the sacrament and have it mean nothing. This is when we are not being spiritually minded. There can be action without any conscious thought. The human primitive brain knows how to eat and drink without any work and can be done subconsciously. But remember, to be spiritual is to have a consciousness about your life. To be conscious to, is to be aware of why you are doing things. To choose beforehand how you want to act and feel at any given moment. We can consciously prepare how we think and act while partaking of the sacrament. I want you to remember God believes in us. 
We are his spirit children, and he wouldn't send us here if he didn't believe in our ability to come back. If an all-knowing, all-loving God has belief and trust in our capacity for spirituality in a world of human indulgence, who are we not to believe in ourselves? I want to leave you with a challenge to increase your consciousness in this life. When you are feeling unhappy, a lack of confidence or a lack of faith, remember to not look outside of you for a solution. See these feelings as a reminder to become conscious of where your life is not aligned with your true spiritual desires. I would like to end with a quote from Marvin J. Ashton. It is not too late to commit yourselves to living the gospel totally while here on earth. Each day we must be committed to lofty Christian performance because commitment to the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ is essential to our eternal joy and happiness. The time to commit and recommit is now. I'm thinking of a five-year-old boy who fell out of bed during the night and came crying to his mother's bedside. To her question, why did you fall out of bed? He replied, I fell out because I wasn't in far enough. It has been my experience over the years that generally speaking, those who fall out of the church are those who aren't in far enough. In a simple statement, the difference between those committed and those who are not is the difference between the words want and will. For example, I want to pay tithing, but our funds are so limited, or I will pay my tithing. I want to go to sacrament meeting if I have time, or I will go to sacrament meeting. To reap the full benefits of life, we must fill our days with commitment to worthy goals and principles. There is no other way. If you are interested in having the help of a certified life coach on your journey of becoming, please sign up for a free 20-minute session with me by clicking on the Work With Me tab on my website, committedtobecoming.com, or check me out on Instagram or Facebook at committedtobecoming.com.